my dear brothers and sisters in christ let's begin the first podcast which is from the chapter of the book of matthew chapter 5 verse 3 to 12 this is this is one of the most beautiful most beautiful verses in the entire bible which i feel and it gives me so much of hope and it gives me so much of courage that whenever i read these i realize that yes jesus is the true happiness and it is from him that we get all happiness so if you have your bible i would request you to you know just open it and just read along it is from the gospel of matthew chapter 5 verse 3 to 12 which goes something like this happy are those who know they are spiritually poor the kingdom of heaven belongs to them happy are those who mourn god will comfort them happy are those who are humble they will receive what god has promised happy are those whose greatest desire is to do what god requires god will satisfy them fully happy are those who are merciful to others god will be merciful to them happy are the pure in heart they will see god happy are those who work for peace god will call them his children happy are those who are persecuted because they do what god requires the kingdom of heaven belongs to them happy are you when people insult you and persecute you and tell all kinds of evil lies against you because you are my followers be happy and glad for a great reward is kept for you in heaven this is how the prophets who lived before you were persecuted now before i delve into any kind of reflection i just praise god and thank god for this beautiful verse and also for the fact that yesterday a very dear friend of mine uh, she shared with me an incident of her friend who was in great trouble and who was who was depressed and uh, she she believes in jesus a lot and she is very much devoted to him but somewhere or the other we forget that it is in these situations when we are down and when we are struggling with life that Jesus asks us to read his word and to reflect upon it and to match the instances in real life and the word so this is the magic of you know catholicism and Jesus in fact that in 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 catholicism and in our faith there is nothing just like that and there is no mantra and uh, there is no illogical things we are asked to do in fact the things which we are asked to do has a very logical background and if we do that we know that it adds up to something more right it's always 1 plus 1 is equal to 2 in catholic faith so when jesus says happy are those who are spiritually poor the kingdom of heaven belongs to them all he asks from us is to be spiritually poor now being spiritually poor is definitely not the prerequisite of being a perfect man or a perfect woman why because being spiritually poor means i am a sinner right i am filthy i am dirty i do all sorts of things which i am not asked to do but he says who know they are spiritually poor He is not saying that you have to be spiritually poor. He is saying you have to know that you are spiritually poor. 
now that's the difference that's the difference in doing a sin and there's a difference between knowing that i am a sinner admitting the fact that i am a sinner so he asks us to admit and to surrender our sinful lives our sinful heart and our sinful soul at his feet that is what he asks us to do he knows how imperfect we are and how weak we are right despite how many promises we make to him in front of the altar in front of the blessed sacrament that lord i promise or maybe in front, right after doing a confession that lord i promise that i won't do this sin anymore he knows that maybe the moment we go back to our houses and uh, maybe in the evening on the next day or maybe the next day we do we will again do that sin and we will do it flawlessly so he knows that we are sinners he knows how weak we are all he asks us to do is to admit and to acknowledge the fact that yes i have sinned lord have mercy on me and the moment we know that we are sinners jesus is ready to give his entire kingdom of heaven to us why that's obviously you know his mystery that why he wants to do that why does he want to hand over the kingdom of heaven to a spiritually poor person maybe because you know so let me illustrate an example so if you go to a doctor and if you don't speak anything the doctor will never be able to prescribe any medicines to you right so in the same way if you go to jesus and you say that okay i am a catholic i am baptized i am confirmed by the sacrament of confirmation i have received the sacrament of reconciliation i have received almost every sacraments in my entire life but i did not admit that i am spiritually poor then i i really don't understand how jesus is going to prescribe those graces and those mercies and those love and compassion to you and to encoat you with all those things so that when you appear before him in front of the throne he can see that yes he has been encoated in his entire life he has sinned but then i have encoated him with my mercy and i have encoated him with my love and so he deserves mercy he won't be he won't be thrown into hell maybe you know i i don't know it's my it's my view it's my standpoint but i really find this to be very logical i i, I don't find this to be illogical that when you admit to jesus and when you say that okay jesus my doctor this is my disease i am a sinner now you know you have to heal me you need to prescribe the medicines to me and he will do that as simple as that and once he does that we we realize what true happiness is we feel the happiness within when just like the prodigal son that when he returns to his father and says that father i have sinned against you the father did not abandon him the father did not the father for the father did not scold him or you know beat him or say that get away from my side his father embraced him and threw a party in his house threw a feast in his house just to commemorate the fact that his son has come back see it's there are so many instances in the bible and so many instances in the gospels that you know that uh, that are intertwined and they are interlinked and you will find so many similarities that everything is backed by logic and it's all based on love 
then jesus says happy are those who mourn god will comfort them now you see when when we have hard times in our lives those are our, those are the times when our faith is tested i mean i mean i'm sure you have heard this so many times but it is in those hard times when we mourn and when we are sorrowful somewhere or the other we project our faith and how, how strong we are in our faith right it's just like those disciples when they are in the sea and they are faced with storm and they are so scared despite knowing that jesus is on the boat and they have seen jesus heal men so many times they were still scared and they were like how come he's sleeping when there's such a terrible storm we might almost get drowned then he calls him and he wakes him up and jesus says you men of little faith he calls them you men of little faith why because in that time when they are supposed to trust jesus they are scared it's just the opposite and i won't say that no it's uh, i don't i won't say that it's uh, something it's it's very unnatural it's very normal to you know cripple down in 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 stumble down in such situations no matter how strong our faith are when we are faced with adver- when we are faced with adversaries when we are faced with uh, such sorrowful and uh, turbulent times in our lives we do cripple down and we do stumble down and it's normal it's normal but then he says that when you mourn god will comfort you so if god is comforting us when we mourn then what is the problem do we feel his comfort that is the question if 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 i am mourning if i am sorrowful but i don't feel god's comfort it's maybe because i am not offering that sorrow to him that lord it's is just like so if there is a bad situation going on in my house i go and tell it to my friends that you know this is the thing which is happening and i share it with my friends and i feel a little relieved imagine how much relief you will get when you will share the same thing with god that is what he is telling me that is what jesus is telling us that if you share your mourning and your sorrows to god if you share your surrender your sorrows and your mourning with god he is going to comfort you and that comfort is the best comfort you will get anywhere no none of your friends or any human beings won't be able to give you what god can give you so we need to accept our sorrows in the first place right because we as humans we don't want sorrows we want a happy and a peaceful life so when sorrows come when when we are inflicted with sorrows and we are inflicted with all kinds of harsh times in our lives we cannot accept it we are like why is this happening to me why is this happening to me you know is like why is god bringing all these things to us why is this why are we into lockdown why is this coronavirus and why are people dying why are people committing suicide we are getting so many news of deaths we are not able to handle that stuff but then he says that happy are those who mourn they will receive god's comfort so you need to we need to accept sorrows in life just like it's it's a, it's a part of life we need to accept that yes okay it's sorrows it's a sorrowful time it will go by but then 
after accepting sorrows in life we need to offer the sorrowful times of our lives to jesus and say that jesus this is my time and the and i am not able to handle it i'm not able to digest it please take care of it i need your comfort right now this is the time i am not able to handle it and then we will see what true happiness is then jesus says happy are those who are humble they will receive what god has promised now god has promised a lot of things if i start naming it then it will be a very long podcast but god has promised us a lot of things and all he asks us to be humble now let me take you back to that incident to that stage when lucifer had revolted against god now lucifer was the most beautiful angel in heaven she was the angel of light the most beautiful angel in heaven but then she was not humble she was not humble sorry he was not humble and he revolted back against god he said that if he can be god i can be god as well and he revolted back and the reason why lucifer is now a satan the reason why lucifer is now in hell is because he was not humble he was not humble we need to be humble to be able to accept god's gift and graces because his gifts and graces are powerful his gifts and graces are not something which is very normally found in people so when jesus says that you will be able to heal people you will be able to raise people from the dead in my name you will be able to do miraculous things in my name even though you will have poison you will be still alive so these are supernatural things now if we are not humble we won't be able to handle these things you know just think for yourself isn't it very logical if you are not humble we will start boasting right we will start behaving like a superior person we will want at some point of time we will want people to worship us like in, in the tvs and on social media you see the babas and all those stuff you know wearing garlands and sitting on a throne do you really think that they have the gifts of god they think themselves to be god they they want worship they want to be worshiped by people you know respect is something else but they want to be worshiped by people so that is not humility you know i've heard this saying i don't remember the name of the saint but th- that person beautifully said that the only thing which the devil cannot imitate is humility so he asks all christians and catholics to be humble if we be humble we will be able to digest all the gifts and all the graces and all the promises that god has ensured that he will be giving us then jesus continues and he says happy are those whose greatest desire is to do what god requires god will satisfy them fully now in this life we often forget that we are in a journey we are not here forever right but then we forget that and we start planning our own stuff 
okay in this age i'll be doing this and in this age i'll be growing an empire and we'll be having lots of money we'll be having a gala time but then what we are going to die maybe the next day who is going to enjoy that stuff and maybe that is the reason why we as catholics we get get we get so entangled in our daily routine that we forget that god has called us to be something else and i don't mean by something else that god has called us to be prophets and we have god has called us to be priests of course god has if god has called that called you for that and you are blessed you are blessed but even though we are entangled in our daily lives and we are into our 9 to 6 jobs and whatever stuff we do every day God has called us to be something more than that and that more than that is God has called us to be his disciples because we are sanctified in God we are sanctified in his spirit and so he has called us to be his disciples and he has called us to do two things as Jesus says there are two commandments which is above all commandments and that is love your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength we need to love him right and we need to love our neighbor as ourselves that is what jesus calls us for and if we do this we will be satisfied fully by god now let me remind you that jesus does not say anything just like that you will get many instances in the gospels when jesus has said things but then people took it as symbols for example the eucharist when jesus says this is my body it is his body when jesus says it is this is my blood it is his blood those are not symbols when we consume that piece of bread we consume jesus his body in its entirety so in the same way when jesus says that if you do what god has asked you to do god will satisfy you fully now we need to do what god has asked us to do not what we want to do often we as catholics even as people who are really focused in their faith and even people who really are missionaries as to, to as as uh, as a you know they at some point of time they were missionaries and now you know they went to certain groups which preaches the word of god for the youth and for the married people for the old people even for them they know that okay i am supposed to do what god asks me to do and they even in in our prayers when we say that lord i ask you to take control of my life i am not in control you be in control because without you i am a complete failure we say these prayers and despite saying these prayers we we forget the fact that yes we need to give him control not for one day not for two day but for our entire lives and so maybe after after one week or two weeks of our spirituality sometimes that fire dries out and we again start to plan our own stuff and then we forget that okay i need to concentrate on what god is asking me to do and therefore we are not satisfied we are not happy we we go into depression we go into all sorts of nonsense like drinking and uh, you know into drugs and into all kinds of addiction so 
this is the problem why we are not satisfied if we are not satisfied we should ask ourselves that am i doing what god is asking me to do because if i am doing what god is asking me to do i will be satisfied because that is what jesus has promised us then he says happy are those who are merciful to others god will be merciful to them we need to practice mercy urgently because the world lacks mercy the more merciful we are the better it is for us because on the last day we need mercy trust me we need mercy humans as we are we are weak we are sinners that's why how many times we will go to the confession we will sin because we are weak and therefore we need mercy because i don't know that just after recording this podcast if i go out on the road i will be hit by a truck and i'll be dead so in my entire life if i haven't been merciful to anyone when i will go in front of the throne and when god will be telling me that okay so these are the these are the many times matthew that you have been merciful and that is equal to zero do you think that there is any reason why i should receive mercy i really don't think that i should be receiving mercy so being merciful is an insurance for us trust me guys it is be merciful towards others and so god will be merciful to you it is just like when we say the lord's prayer we say forgive our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us jesus even included this in his prayers so if forgiveness if forgiveness if mercy is such important stuff we really need to practice it then jesus says happy are the pure in heart they will see god for an devout catholic seeing god is the ultimate goal but actually it is the opposite we cannot see god god will come in front of us so god is not a servant we are his servants So if we have to see God we need to prepare ourselves for that and for that we need to be pure because our heart is the temple our body is the temple of the holy spirit and so we need to prepare our mind our hearts and body our soul everything to be able to see God to feel his presence if we don't if we are impure Do you think God who is so holy who is so pure who is so mighty who is so powerful who is ever living God will ever come to us Now obviously there are exceptions for example in the case of Saul when he was going to Damascus he was a murderer right he was slaughtering Christians But still Jesus appeared in front of him because Jesus had a mission for him now that is why i say there are exceptions but in general we need to be pure we need to be pure in heart we shouldn't have any filthiness in our hearts and if we do that then jesus says that you will be able to see god happy are those who work for peace god will call them his children now we are all god's children as we know and we have heard this since we were born that god is our father 
but we also need to ask ourselves that am i doing anything to be worth calling to be worth called by children called by people as his children now if you look upon your lives you will see that you have done so many nonsense filthy dirty stuffs that i would not call myself to be a child of god it's as simple as that we need to be able to do and we need to live our lives the way jesus has lived his life and that is for peace and peace in such a way that if someone strikes you on your left cheek you need to give to them your right cheek sometimes this is very intimidating right our anger issues our ego issues that we cannot turn our right cheek but yes this is what we are asked to do we need to promote peace we need to work for peace as catholics and as followers of jesus christ we need to do this and if we do this we will be called the children of god and then comes the hard part when jesus says happy are those who are persecuted because they do what god requires the kingdom of heaven belongs to them so in the beginning of the reflection when i said that uh, a friend of mine who was going through depression was having some family issues so taking her case she is being persecuted inside her own family and uh, she was having depressive thoughts thoughts which were not good which is unhealthy so i just asked i mean i i asked my fiance my spouse my girlfriend to you know tell her to read the gospel of matthew chapter 5 verse 3 to 12 as jesus says so many times the gifts he is going to give us if we do what he asks us to do and most importantly those who are persecuted they for the kingdom of heaven will be theirs those who mourn god will comfort them i mean for her this is the thing that she needs to read and praise god that she did not do anything which is wrong or which is unhealthy so we need to accept persecutions and persecutions always does not mean that we'll be kicked and slaughtered and flogged on the road persecution also means being isolated right for example if i am having my lunch or dinner in school or in my workplace and i thank god i say a short prayer before doing it and there are people who are looking at me and the moment i finish my prayers i make the sign of the cross and they start laughing they are like oh there's a priest here oh there's a saint here and after getting such a feedback we we get we we are so shocked that maybe from the next day we don't we don't pray so that is also a kind of persecution when we need to do what needs to be done but we don't do for the fear of persecution but then jesus says if you are persecuted and if you accept persecution in my name the kingdom of heaven is yours 
none of us none of us would want to be persecuted and that's human nature but then if we are persecuted we should accept it and if you're persecuted for faith in the name of Jesus we should accept it and we should offer that persecution to him we should offer that persecution to Jesus and say that Jesus I am being persecuted in your name and I accept it and I'm happy about it I surrender this persecution to you take it and use it for your glory the kingdom of heaven will be ours in a moment and again these are the promises of Jesus and when Jesus says something he does not just say it he means it he has weightage he is the son of god he is the son of man he is the one who is sitting at the right hand of the father and he will come again to judge the living and the dead and if he is saying that if you are persecuted the kingdom of heaven is yours then you should be rest assured that with the skies or the earth or the sun or the moon this day or not his words will remain so take courage when you are persecuted accept persecution and go ahead with it in the name of jesus and the end of it he says happy are you when people insult you and persecute you and tell all kinds of evil lies against you because you are my followers be happy and glad for the great reward is kept for you in heaven this is how the prophets who lived before you were persecuted the great reward is kept for us in heaven if we are persecuted if people tell lies and make plots against us because we are his followers then we are lucky to be his followers and we are lucky to be persecuted because we know that is the ticket to heaven you see the ticket to heaven and the door to heaven is very narrow and why is it narrow because it is filled with persecution and people generally don't want to go through the narrow gate they want to go through a broad gate the gate and the road which is broad you know filled with comforts it is not stony it's plain kingdom of heaven won't be so easy it is not so easy therefore we need to accept persecution and we have to accept persecution you see jesus is not only saying that do this do that do this do that jesus is saying if you do this you will get that it's a give and take policy but it is for our benefit it is for the benefit of our soul and we when we are in this earth we will grow up to be better human beings in jesus name if we do what he asks us to do i mean who doesn't love a merciful person who doesn't love a person who surrenders to god who doesn't love a person who looks to god and asks for help that is what jesus asks us to do thank you so much for listening to this podcast and i'll be coming back with another reflection from the bible from the gospels or any other books and to help you relate our daily lives with a life of faith to be lived in the name of jesus to be lived with jesus every day now till the day we die thank you so much praise god